You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, Episode 43, with Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. We are diving into part two of this series on maintenance. I'm going to be answering even more of your questions on how I maintained my weight loss for a year and how you can make maintenance simple for yourself. Like I said, this is part two, so definitely go check out part one if you haven't yet. I think that's episode 40, and of course, I'll link in the show notes or you can just wherever you found this podcast, go check out episode 40. I answered some of your questions about maintenance, how I maintained, and specifically, for example, how do you maintain during the holidays was one of your questions that I already answered. So for sure, go check out part one of this series. I don't know if I said this in the last episode, but I just love saying I'm in maintenance. (laughs) That I'm never dieting again. I talked about that in the webinar I did over the summer, I think, how I totally dropped ever saying I'm going to diet. Like the way I lose weight and the way I teach it, there's no dieting involved. And now I love basking in, I'm in maintenance mode for the rest of my life, probably. I could see myself maybe wanting to play around with my weight as I work out and build up muscle or want to tone down and play around with what does my weight look like when that happens. But I'm just chilling like a villain, y'all. And it feels really good to say that. And I want you to know how possible that is for you, that you can actually get off of the weight loss, weight gain roller coaster and just be at maintenance and just keep doing the simple things that keep you at maintenance and like just like brushing your teeth. You plan, you pay attention to your hunger signals, and you allow urges. And that's it. Okay, that's not it. But it is pretty much that simple. So we're going to answer some more of your questions. But I just want you to know it's possible you can hit your goal and maintenance can feel like a breeze. And you can be at maintenance, right? I have a client who she's lost 15, 17 pounds and She told me that she's never really maintained for longer than a few months, and she has been maintaining that weight loss. And we talked about how even if you never have maintained before, it's possible that you're learning everything you need to know to be able to maintain in the future, even if it's for the first time. This is the first time I've ever maintained my weight loss for longer than a few months. It's my first time, and it'll be the last time. (laughs) So... I just want you to bask in, it's possible, I can get to maintenance, I can get to my goal, and being at maintenance can feel like a breeze. All right, so I've got a couple of your questions here. I got these questions from you on Instagram, and a couple of my clients gave me some questions they wanted me to talk about as well. But if you aren't following me on Instagram, 
go follow me because I'm going to start asking you what you want to know as we go into the new year and trying to figure out, you know, the things that I've already talked about that have been helpful. I can talk more about those and maybe you want more about the holidays. So I'll start asking you more about that. And you just want to be on my Instagram because I post on my stories every day talking about client wins things we're working on. And so you get so much value just from watching my stories. And then of course, I post almost every day and you get value from those too. So be sure to follow me on Instagram. My tag is at lifecoachpageb. Okay, the first question is, what body thoughts, if any, did you notice come up while you were maintaining? So one thing I definitely noticed As I was losing weight, but definitely when I got to my maintenance, my goal weight, I was surprised that my body didn't change as much as I imagined it would at the end of losing 25 pounds. I'm not sure what I thought would happen because 25 pounds sounds like a lot, but then when I look at maybe before and after, it doesn't seem like a lot. (laughs) I have a client who she also has a 25 pound goal. She's lost... 15, 18 pounds so far. She said that after the first 10 pounds, she was surprised she still fit fit in the same jeans. And I told her it's like that second 10 pounds. That's when your clothes start changing. And then after I lost the entire 25 pounds, I almost needed another pair of jeans again. So I think there was some surprise about my body changing, but also not changing as much as I thought it would. And I just want to say, it wasn't that it was a problem as much as a realization. Like we tend to think that something magical will happen. Like, oh, if I lose 50 pounds, I'll have thinner thighs and no cellulite and I'll lose that double chin. (laughs) And maybe some of that is true, but also it might not be. This is why I focus a lot of my teaching on body thoughts and body love, because on the other side of your weight loss goal and in maintenance, You want to have already worked through your body thoughts and loving your body. And I personally wish I had worked on that a little bit more when I was losing weight. Now, I teach it and I do work on it now, but that is one thing that I thought, yeah, I thought my thighs would be thinner after losing 25 pounds. I thought maybe some of my love handles, I don't know if that term is politically correct anymore, but you know, my hips, I thought they would go in a little bit more. But with the work I've done around loving my body, I'm way more neutral about it. And now I can say, if I want to make those changes, I can. But if not, then this is just my body and I'm going to love it the way it is. (laughs) That's a choice I get to make. And unless I want to lose weight or like I said, I may be toning up and getting back into strength training again and we'll see what happens with that. But otherwise, I could just choose to love my body. That's a choice. And I've definitely been practicing that in maintenance. So if you're listening to this and you've already hit your weight loss goal or you're super close, now is a great time to start practicing working through your body thoughts, which I have a whole podcast episode on, and practicing starting to love your body now, even before you get to your goal or if you're already at your goal, go ahead and start practicing loving your body as it is. And if you think about it, How much more enjoyable will it be to get to your goal weight if it's not attached to finally loving how your body looks? 
then it'll just be like, oh, I hit my goal. I did it. How awesome is that? And you can bask in that, but it'll feel way less pressure along the way if you are working on loving your body along the journey instead of waiting until you get to your goal and then being like, okay, I love my body. Because I can tell you, that's just not how it works. <laughs> you don't hit that number on the scale and then boom, love your body. <laughs> like, there's no like magic that happens in the air. So if you're not working on it now, you're really missing out on enjoying your journey even more. And I really have my clients do this work along the way in my coaching program. So really for them, getting to their goal is just a fun bonus on top of all that they've changed in their thoughts and their mindset about their body. And of course, their relationship with their food and their emotions. So I like to say the weight loss is a byproduct. Hitting your goal is a bonus on top of this loving relationship you've created with your body. Okay, the next question is, how do you keep yourself from snacking unnecessarily? The question stems from having lost weight and then regaining it through boredom, eating, and stress eating. I'm sure someone who's kept the weight off for a year has experienced both boredom and stress, so I'd love to hear how to tackle that. So there's two things here. First, definitely, if you haven't already, go listen to the Embracing Boredom episode. I think it's episode 39, and I'll definitely link that in the show notes. Go listen to that where I talk about this idea of letting yourself experience stillness or quiet or boredom, like having nothing to do. And in the episode, I explore why we don't like that and what to do about it and how the reason we don't like it is because then we can hear all of our thoughts and experience all of those emotions that we're not comfortable with. And so if you go on this journey of embracing boredom, what you're really saying is I'm embracing my thoughts and the way my brain sounds and I'm embracing feeling all of my feelings and you're all in for that. And so definitely go listen to that one if you feel like you are someone who, like this person said, is a boredom eater because you'll want to not just solve the problem of eating while you're bored, but of why you don't like boredom in the first place. And so I dive really deep into that episode. It's one of my favorites. Definitely go listen to that one. Okay, now this is why it's so important to lose the weight the way you'll keep it off. I say this all the time, which is why I've created my program the way I have. And I talk about the things I do on the podcast because I think that's so important. And if you lose the weight, the way you'll keep it off, you'll have already solved for boredom eating and stress eating. So if you know that that's something that you have experienced or might experience again when you get to maintenance, then my suggestion is figure that out now. Figure that ish out and solve it once and for all. <laughs> like really, while you lose weight, don't just do things to you know, restrict your food or diet just to quote unquote, lose the weight. Go lose the weight in a way where you're solving for why am I going to food when I'm bored or when I'm stressed? Not just solving the symptom of the eating, 
right, when I'm bored or when I'm stressed, but the reason why, why don't I like boredom? How else could I handle stress? Why am I creating stress in my life? Like all of those kinds of questions, solve for those now, solve for those while you're losing weight so that when you get to maintenance, you don't have to worry about being bored. You don't have to worry about when the stress comes because you know what to do about it. And food's no longer the thing that you go to anyway. So when I hear this question, when I read this question, my thought is, now you know that, especially you listening to this, who might agree with that person, right? Yeah, I'm a boredom eater, a stress eater, etc. Okay, now you know, go solve for those. Go figure out what is it about the stress? What is the actual feeling? What is uncomfortable about feeling this? Why am I resisting this? Why am I eating instead? How can I create safety to experience this anxiety or this stress, etc.? How can I let it just be in my body? How can I embrace boredom? When you think about it like that, and then you go solve for it, then you stop the overeating and the emotional eating, which actually will help you on your weight loss journey. And then when you get to maintenance, you still got the same tools that you used why you lost weight. <laughs> like it's a no brainer. So my big answer to this is lose the weight the way you're going to keep it off. So go tackle, go solve for those reasons why you're eating. Anytime it's outside of, you know, a regular meal or for fuel or whatever your plan was, any other time you're eating, go solve for why you're doing that. That's really the difference between doing something like my simple weight loss coaching program and going on a diet. Going on a diet is just, quote unquote, fixing the symptom. It's just changing the food. Whereas something like a coaching program, especially mine, I can't speak for everyone's, but especially mine is we're solving for why you're emotionally eating, why you're overeating, why you aren't eating the things that you say you want to eat so that you're working through the foundations and then you know that you'll keep it off just like I talked about in the beginning of the episode because you're like, yeah, because I already solve for these things. (laughs) So here I am just easy breezy maintaining my weight loss. (laughs) I'm kidding, but I'm kind of not like I really just want you all to know it's possible to feel this way about being in maintenance. Now, here's a side note. and Here's my last bit to this question is sometimes I do have overeats or emotional eats. I was just interviewed by my friend Meg Kirsten. She has the Black Sheep Playground podcast and coaching program. And we talked about how, and I've talked about this on the podcast as well, how using food as a tool for comfort is something that you can do, or maybe you are doing right now. And so it's good to be clear about when do I use food for comfort? Is that still something I want to be an option? And I sometimes still will choose food to work through or create an emotion or resist an emotion. I'm not perfect. It still happens. I think I just told you all in the holidays episode that came out before this about some self-coaching I did on being at the top end of my maintenance bracket. And I worked through what was going on and there was some overeating in there and there was some not planning my foods of service. And so I would say I'm not necessarily keeping myself from unnecessarily snacking or 
boredom eating or stress eating. I just don't do it very often. And then when I do, I just, I have such openness and this kind of relationship with myself where I can let myself see what's going on. You know how sometimes you can like block yourself, like numb out from what you're doing. It's like you're eating and you're not paying attention to it because if you pay attention to it, you might stop yourself. (laughs) I had a client who struggled with allowing urges because her brain would be like, no, don't pay attention to what we're doing because if we do, we'll stop ourselves. (laughs) So it's one of those things where if that's you, I totally get it. But what you can do is you can create this relationship with yourself where you could just be open and honest with, yes, I'm eating something. I'm eating to feel better. I'm eating for comfort. And what I do is I'll just explore it. Like what was going on? Why was food the thing I chose? Do I want to do something differently next time? Like where might I be missing a tool for comfort that I would like to start using instead? And so it's less of trying to never do these things ever again and more of, What are you going to do about it if you do? How are you going to handle that? How are you going to talk to yourself? And again, you can just do this work while you lose weight. And then this will just continue to be your response when you're in maintenance. Okay, the third question says, how do you handle cravings or comfort food desires when you have your period? It's so hard. It's all I want. I'm pretty good, but still. So The first thing I would say is start gaining some awareness, like specifically what dates of your cycle you experience cravings and what those cravings are like. And you could even add in if you're gaining awareness and you're gathering data, you could add in like what are your moods like or what are your emotions like during that time? And then once you gain awareness, you can decide how to help yourself during those times. Right. And You can decide, you know, maybe those times you'll have more exceptions. That's just part of your protocol. Or I will have more tools for creating comfort or handling my emotions available during those times. But when you do it like this, when you gain awareness and you gather data and you really start to understanding specifically your cycle, your cravings, your moods, etc., then it's no longer like it's happening to you but it's just another part of your self-care. For example, I have a pretty 28-day cycle. It's pretty regular. It always has been. And I know that on day 26, my emotions are really supercharged. My moods are just up and down, up and down, and my cravings are very strong. And it's usually just that one day. So I feel pretty fortunate that my cycle is like that. I know there are other people's who's Their cravings are longer, their emotions are charged for longer. And so it's not that there is a good or a bad or right or wrong. You just want to know what is your yours like. And having it up in the air, like I'm not sure when it happens, it just happens to me. That isn't how you solve for and create a self-care plan. So the first thing I would definitely say is gain some awareness. And I would also add, like, this is helpful for losing weight and for when you're in maintenance too. So, I mean, that's the case for all of these questions. They're very helpful for both, but this is helpful for someone who's losing weight. You can do this exercise or if you're already in maintenance and this is maybe that one time a month 
or, you know, a couple of days a month and it feels like it's making it hard to maintain, this is good for you too. And as a side note, I have a friend whose resources you should definitely check out. Her name is Maisie Hill. She's a life coach and she wrote the book Period Power. And I'm pretty sure you can find that at any of your regular booksellers. But the book is an awesome tool to help you understand and harness your cycle to your advantage. And she also has a membership called the Flow Collective, where it's a monthly coaching program where she coaches on all things about your cycle and other life stuff too. So I would definitely check out Maisie's stuff and I will put her information in the show notes as well. The other thing I would add is what if this isn't a problem? What if having cravings and wanting comfort food once a month or for a few days a month doesn't have a negative impact on you? This is where having the data is super helpful. I've had a couple of clients for sure who have come to me and told me that they've noticed that their weight spikes during that time, but then they've noticed that it comes back down. And they'll tell me without me telling them they've come to me with this realization and they'll tell me, you know what, this isn't a problem. Like, how fun is that to see your weight spike and then go back down all on your own and think, this isn't a problem. This doesn't have a negative impact on me. And my clients are, and for you too, you'll be able to take that into maintenance with you. One of the questions I like to ask myself or have a client ask is, what if I'm supposed to hit my goal and have this thing? So if I have a client who has some kind of like maybe depression or anxiety or immune thing or, you know, heavy cravings during their cycle, I'll say, how is it that I can have this thing and not have a negative impact on my goal? And it really opens you up for considering that, yeah, I'm a person who has extra cravings and I eat this and this and this during that part of my cycle And my weight spikes, sure, and then it comes back down and it does not affect me being at my maintenance goal or me losing weight and just thinking through how could that be possible. And that just has you really opening up to what if this isn't a problem? And that's really where I want you to go with this. But again, going back to the beginning of answering that question is gain some awareness, figure out when it's happening within your cycle if you can, and then decide what you'll do about it. And that's really empowering. And that's how I want you to think about it is I'm just going to create a self-care plan and this is not a problem. Okay, this is the last question because it turns out I can talk a lot about one question at a time. So for this episode, this is the last question. What's different about maintenance than losing weight? I love this question. I would have wanted to know this question and know the answer. So for one, for me anyway, you're learning the skills necessary to have your body dining in while you're losing weight. And then when you're at maintenance, you're not only maintaining your weight, but you're maintaining those skills. So you went from learning on your weight loss journey to maintaining when it comes to your skills and your beliefs too. And when I say body dining in, I think I got this from my coach. It just means that your body is, it's like another word for losing weight. Like it's eating up its fat sores and that's what has you 
lose weight. (laughs) That's just a very non-scientific way of talking about it. The second thing is you're no longer going after weight loss goal. You're just in maintenance. This is huge to point out because there are those of us who don't know what it's like to not have a weight loss goal or not want their body to change. We've always been on this weight loss, weight gain roller coaster. And at maintenance, you are off that roller coaster for good. You're done. Capiche. You're through with it. You might still self-coach on things or work through things like I did in the losing weight during the holidays episode. I think that's what it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Episode 42. You might still be working through some things if they come up while you're in maintenance, but you're no longer doing it to lose weight. You're doing it to continue growing or evolving. So again, it's the difference between learning a new skill and maintaining that skill. When you're in maintenance, you're just continuing to work through these skills as you would if you were just maintaining them. So I'll give you an example. I will, of the three things I teach my clients and I've talked about on the podcast, the three super simple steps, the hunger and fullness scale, and allowing urges, I will play around with getting a little bit better at each of those one at a time. So maybe for the month of November, it's planning. And I'm just kind of hyper-focused on making sure I'm doing my plan and writing down and honoring my plan. And if I don't, I might write down what that thought was that kept me from planning or honoring. And I'm not learning the skill, but I'm getting even a little bit better. I'm getting just a little bit better at that skill that is a skill I'm maintaining, but maybe I'm just getting a little bit better at it. And then maybe December is the month I choose to work on allowing urges. And might I add, what a great month to work on allowing urges with all the holidays and the eating and Starbucks and all their holiday drinks. (laughs) If you're anything like me, they're already on my exception list. The holiday drinks and the, what are they called? The cranberry bliss bars. So what I might do is say, all right, I already have this skill. I'm not learning a new skill, but in December, I might want to practice mastering it and getting a little bit better. So I'll make sure my urge beads are in my pocket every day. And I'll make sure that I've allowed five every day. That's something that I did when I was first practicing allowing urges is I would put five in my pocket, in my right pocket. And by the end of the day, there needed to be five in my left pocket. So every time I would allow an urge, I would put the bead from my right pocket to my left pocket. And if I didn't have five beads in my left pocket, I would just pause and say, okay, how can I get better at paying attention to my urges? Because I know I have at least five urges a day. So that's like an example of I have this skill. I'm not learning it anymore. I'm just maintaining it. So that's one big difference is learning versus maintaining. But then to come back to the weight loss roller coaster one, I point that out because sometimes we self sabotage along the way because we don't know what it's like to not have this thing that we're working on, hitting our weight loss goal, losing weight, dieting, etc. And I want to point it out because you can go ahead and start working on that now. What 
does feel scary about not having a weight loss goal and not having this be a thing I work on anymore? What feels scary about being in maintenance? Really start asking yourself, how do I feel about being someone who's at their goal and maintaining it? And do I feel comfortable being there? And if not, why? And how do I feel about not being on this roller coaster anymore? Not being a person who's working on losing weight. How do I feel about that? And if there's something scary about it or just uncomfortable about it, let's explore that. And that's where doing a free write or a thought download really comes in handy. Just putting all your thoughts on paper and see what's going on in your mind. Because if it feels scary to not have this, it's almost like a wubby, right? Like I'm just a person who always struggles with this. It's sadistically uncomfortable. I don't want to struggle with it, but there's something almost safe for this thing to be something I struggle with. So if we can find that and work through that and start letting that go, then you'll be much more willing to get to your goal and maybe you won't self-sabotage as much and get in your way because you're like, I can do maintenance. I can step off the roller coaster. I've created safety for this to no longer be something I work on. There will be an end point to this. And lastly, I just want to say that even if you hit your weight loss goal and you're in maintenance and sure, you work on those skills a little bit like I talked about, you could also still work through things that might come up. For example, I'm working on adding more whole foods, my way of eating to my diet this year. And there are things that have come up about that. I've been able to build up my beliefs about being someone who eats more whole foods. And, you know, even their exceptions are not as sugary and flowery as they used to be. And I've worked on my beliefs around being someone who moves their body for just the purposes of moving their body and really detaching that from weight loss or anything like that. So I've hit my goal, but I'm still finding these old beliefs. Like I'm not a person who eats healthy all the time. That just feels uncomfortable. So I push against it too. I'm a person who eats vegetables every single day and every single meal. That's just who I am. That is something I've worked on in maintenance. And so I'll just offer you my thought, which is as long as I'm alive, working on my mindset around food and my body and my emotions, it will just be a continuous journey. It doesn't mean that I'm always working on losing weight, totally different, but it means that if I find beliefs that aren't serving me or that are creating a net negative result, meaning that I don't like the consequences of thinking that or believing that, then I'm going to change it. And so that's still available to you in maintenance. You can continue to build beliefs and other skills too, if that serves you, or let go of beliefs and let go of old painful stories. And you can do that while you lose weight and you don't have to stop doing that when you get to maintenance. All right, that's it for this episode and your questions for now. Thank you so much for participating and letting me know what questions you have. I love that this is a two-way street where I tell you, hey, this is you know what I want to talk about, what questions you have. And especially on Instagram, 
at Life Coach Page B. You're sending me your messages and your questions. And then boom, I come right back at you. And I'm like, here you go. And just know for those of you that did send me these questions, they're going to help so many people. So again, I'm grateful. Follow me on Instagram for the next time. I'm like, hey, y'all, I want to talk about this. What questions do you have? Where do you struggle? All right. If you love this episode, then share this podcast with someone that would love to learn all about maintaining and making weight loss simple. If you want help learning how to lose weight the way you're going to maintain it, you got to hit me up. Let me know you're interested. You can again message me on Instagram at lifecoachpageb or you can send me an email at hello at pagewoman.com and let me know you want to book a consult so we can talk about what it would look like for you to lose weight in a way that will make it so easy breezy to maintain. Okay, that's it for today. I'll see you all next week. 